Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag BYU. First and ten, Cougars under center again with the play fake. Wilson in the pocket, throws over the top, and it is caught in the end zone. What a throw. Touchdown. Carter Wheat, the third tight end for BYU. What a throw. Play fake. Toward the end zone. That's another knife right there for the touchdown. It's hard to defend. Split the defense. There aren't a whole lot of quarterbacks across the country that can make that throw. And Zach Wilson just showed you exactly how good he actually is. Pressure, and Wilson recognized it. Streaks straight up the middle, still spinning. Dives for the end zone, touchdown. What a great run. His third rushing touchdown of the game. And that one took some skill. We are watching one of the best college football players in the country. That's the play-by-plays. BYU beat out, beat Louisiana Tech 45-14. PK, that one was over in the second quarter. Wilson running and throwing for touchdowns. Five in all when it was all finished. A 45-14 win that has left everyone asking, how good are the Cougars? They're pounding Conference USA teams. Yes, they are. I mean, no doubt about it. What is it? Uh, the average, uh, well, the scoring margin all total is like 148 to 24. Wilson completing 83% of his passes. I mean, those are just ridiculous numbers, man. They're really, really good. You have to look at those numbers and say, well, you know, I guess the competition isn't great, but the numbers, as uh, one of our mentors once said, the numbers are astounding. There it is. I like it. So good really work. Are. Really are incredible, and just how good is this team? I think right now you have to surmise that they're pretty good. That is the question of the morning. It is up on our Facebook page, and we will get to that coming up. Pete Thamel is going to join us, National College Football Writer for Yahoo Sports. Bill Conley, National College Football Writer for ESPN. We'll see what they think of the Utes, who are uh, just crushed Louisiana Tech, huge favorites against UTSA next week to go 4-0. The Utes? The Utes, the Cougars, and the average score as PK, as PK uh, just alluded to, 49-8. One of these guys has BYU in his college football playoff top four. And he better not have him fourth. He does. Well, that's a joke right there. I'm going to attack him. <laughs> BYU 15th in the Associated Press Top 25 and the Amway Coaches Poll. Cougars Saturday afternoon against Texas San Antonio. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Peyton across the far sideline, out of bounds, it's over. Arkansas wins the ball game. The streak ends in Starkville tonight as the Hogs knock off the 16th ranked team in the country, 21 to 14, our final score. It's a happy group of Razorbacks. Sam Pittman gets his first win as the Razorback head coach. Arkansas beats Mississippi State, and that's pretty sweet when you haven't won a conference game since 2017. And for Mississippi State, and the air raid looked awesome one week, and then really not not so much week two. Yeah, that's Mike Leach, though, isn't it? 
There's been some up and down in his career, yes. Is that calling it the full leech experience? The full leech? You get the full leech roller coaster? It's an e-ticket ride. Alabama challenged briefly by Texas A&M. It was 14-all, and then Bama blew the game wide open, so 52-24. They keep rolling. Clemson over Virginia, 41-23. And then Georgia had no problem handling Auburn, so a little separation there, Auburn. Not so much. They have to back away from the elite group now. Maybe Florida can hang with Georgia and Alabama because it looks like LSU and Auburn are out of that pool. Big 12 is going to beat itself up, apparently, PK. Texas escaped against Texas Tech, but not so fortunate at TCU. I don't know why you have to stretch the ball across the goal line on first and goal with 250 to play. Seems like you should just, all right, I'm tackled. Let's go see if we score on second and goal. That was a risky play, and he got stripped, and that was the ball game. Just like that? Just like that. So Oklahoma State, now the uh, last undefeated team in the Big 12. Iowa State gave Oklahoma a second straight loss, 37-30. Man, you haven't beat a team at home since 1960. It's a little bit of a... A little bit of a dry spell there, 60 well, years. Well, a specific team, not a team. Right. Iowa team. State had not beaten Oklahoma at home since 1960. Yeah, that was tough for me because we both quarterbacks for each team. The starters are from the Phoenix area, so it was hard for me to pick which one I hate more. Uh, so I went with uh, I went with Oklahoma to lose. It was more rejection of Herm Edwards. The other guy was more rejection of Todd Graham. So they got it done. It was an inter- entertaining game, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Lead changes back and forth, big plays, special teams, offense, the whole bit. And it featured a coach melting down at the end because he thought there was a jersey tug there and pass interference on the interception, which he was right, but they weren't calling it at the end of the game, so they lose. And Oklahoma's out of the top 25. I think the Big 12 is going to beat itself up and open up a spot for a 7-0 Pac-12 team, or you think they're going to open up a spot for a second team from the SEC? I think that a 7-0 Pac-12 team does need not need to worry about what the Big 12 does, nor do I think a second SEC team needs to worry about what the Pac-12 or the Big 12 do, because I think under those scenarios, that's going to be the case. But I just don't know if the Pac-12 can get anybody in. I mean, yesterday... Brady Breeze now announced he's leaving, going to opt out and join uh, preparation for the draft. He's a, a guy who's really dirty for Oregon. I mean, the, basically Oregon, their entire secondary now is gone, and that is not uh, something they anticipated. It wasn't like the Utes who knew their secondary was going to be gone and go to the NFL. These are guys that are all opting out. So to me, the clear and overwhelming favorite now is SC, not Oregon, but nevertheless, any team that goes 7-1, I think will happen. They'll get themselves in. Utes got a chance. I mean, they were given somewhat of a gift by playing Oregon State at home in their crossover game and what was announced on Saturday. So I think the Pac-12 has a legitimate shot to get in. Somebody's got to go 7-0, but they rarely go undefeated. The Big 12 is now experiencing what the Pac-12 has been experiencing for years. It's, it's not beat each other up and all that stuff. I mean, that's cliche. It's that one team is capable of administering a loss to the best team, and we saw that last year with Oregon. If that's beating yourself up, I guess that's the definition, but it's something that we've seen every single year, and I expect it'll happen again this year. 
Well, I'm the one who threw the whole 7-0 and discussion out there, but you know there's still a chance that uh, you know USC and Utah and Arizona State all split head-to-head and, you know, again, back to the beat-each-other-up cliche. There's no guarantee. And actually, Kyle Whittingham brought up the fact, well, there's no guarantee that the champion's going to get to play seven games. You know, there could be games postponed. And yeah, well, we, so. we're not going to talk about that until it happens. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Toss sweep goes to Chubbin on an end around. They give it to Landry, and he's going to fire down the field into the end zone. Touchdown, Odell Beckham Jr. Around the horn they went. It went from Mayfield to Chubb to Landry, and the old southpaw fired it down to OBJ in the end zone. Here's Mayfield on a reverse. They're going to give it to Beckham. He's rolling to the right and running. He's up to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, 35, 30. There he goes to the 20, 15, 10. 10-5, touchdown, OBJ, he's got a hat trick. The Cleveland Browns taking control of that game in the second quarter. 24 unanswered points, and they beat the Cowboys 49-38. to Cleveland is 3-1. They don't get to 3-1 and very often. I mean, it's early and there's a long way to go, but at least there's hope in Cleveland. They'll start 1-3 and, and bury themselves. And the Cowboys, 1-3. That was crazy. I mean, the Cowboys have the big fourth quarter comeback, and then they decide to try to pooch the uh, somewhat of an onside kick to allow Cleveland to just get great field position, and there was well over two minutes to go. Didn't really seem to be the right decision at that point. They run the reverse, and Beckham scores, and that puts them out there to where they don't have to worry about blowing a lead the way the other teams have done against the Cowboys, notably the Falcons. Well, the good news for the Cowboys, even the 1-3 is a brutal start. Nobody in that division has two wins yet, so they're right in the middle of everything. Philadelphia picked up a win. Uh, they beat the Niners 25-20. to The Niners, lots of injuries there. Uh, they're, they're awfully shorthanded, so Philly picks up a win. Tom Brady and the Bucks they got down big. They were down 17, but then uh, Brady had a pick six that was part of the problem there, but he came back with five touchdown passes, and they rallied to beat the Chargers 38-31. So the Buccaneers are 3-1, and one, which looks pretty good. The only team at 4-0, and oh, the Seahawks winning again. And you got the Packers who are 3-0 and oh playing Monday Night Football tonight. But if you're looking for the elite in the NFC, there's – Three teams look pretty good. The Bears, not so much. They they got beat, so they're now 3-1. and one. Their, their undefeated start comes to an end. Just going to ride Seahawks all the way, PK. You liked them at the start of the year. They're 4-0, went cross-country and beat the Dolphins. 16 touchdown passes for Russell Wilson here out of the gate in four games. Yeah, I picked him to be my MVP of the NFL this year, and I picked Seattle to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, so certainly I'm going to stick with that. KC and Seattle were my picks, and as you say, very much a long way to go. We're barely getting started here. I don't put a whole lot of stock in the first ball, first four ball games. Although if you're four and zero and zero and four, well then that's just that says something. But there's still plenty of time. Zero and four might be tough to come back from, but four and zero really doesn't mean anything. It's a great start. You can't get any better than that. But I think if you look a little deeper, Seattle, I think, is really good. And I think Russell Wilson is really good. I said it all summer that I never th- I didn't think that he was put on the plateau that I thought he should be put, put on. And maybe maybe he feels that way, too, or maybe it's just uh, the way things are. Maybe it's a combination of both. But 
he certainly is a superstar in my and most people's eyes now. So I think the thing now to watch with Seattle is uh, how good is their defense? They're giving up 27 points a game, and if you're going to be an elite team, that seems like a lot of points to be given up. I mean, games are higher scoring, and I know they tend to trend down over the course of the season, so you don't have to uh, you know, hit the panic button and all that. And they got Russell Wilson and a really good, uh, well-balanced offense. I mean, they got Carson back after that leg roll, and he wasn't practicing early in the week, but he came back and he piled up some pretty good stats. You know, the offense scores 31 points again. So they get away with it, but it just seems like if you're going to be good, that defense is going to have to shut somebody down at some point. All right. We got one Seattle Seahawks doubter here. Only of their defense. So you ready for uh, more bonus NFL football tonight? The uh, Chiefs and Patriots are supposed to be the good, the big game. Postponed. Cam Newton test positive, so no... Cam Newton, that'll take a little of a luster off the game, but still 3-0 Chiefs versus the 2-1 Patriots. 5 o'clock on CBS tonight, and then ESPN, they push the kickoff back about half an hour. It's going to kick off at 6.50. So there'll be a little overlap, but uh, be a couple hours before the second game kicks off with the 3-0 Packers and the 0-3 Falcons in the second game on ESPN. I'm boiling my mouth guard as we speak. Sweet! I like it. Get the game face on. Did you ever boil a mouth guard? Uh... No. I have. (laughs) Boiling the mouth guard. Multiple times I've had to boil mouth guards. You never played any form of football. Uh, Yeah, but I didn't wear a mouth guard. Wow, you're tough. Well, it was flag football. It's any form of football. Oh, okay. I don't know, yeah. But I was a slow guy, so I was blocking, so I still could have gotten hit in the face, so pretty lucky there. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Four in the shot clock. Butler turns around, step back, the fade away. Got it to go, Butler. 28 points now, Jimmy Buckets. Butler backing down. Inside against Pope. Butler turns inside. Tough shot. Got it to go, Butler now with 34 points. Against Morris off the glass, up and in. Jimmy Butler with 40 points. 12 assists, 10 rebounds. What else can he do? First, I just wanted to clarify. It looked like you said you're in trouble. Is that what you said? That is what I said. Okay. We're not going to act like I'm just out there talking trash because I'm not. Brian said it to me at the end of the first. That's what happened. I just said it to him in the fourth quarter. Miami wins game three. 2-1 now in the NBA Finals. Jimmy Butler with 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists. The Heat get the win. That was an awesome performance by Butler, but it brings up the question, do you think he can do it three more times, PK? Or is there another path to victory for Miami? Or this is just the one you get off the Lakers because they lost one game in each of the first three playoff series, and now they've lost one in the fourth. Haven't lost a second game in any series yet. We'll see if the Heat can do it. We'll have to see if the other two injured players for the Heat are coming back. I don't know what their status is. So if you're going to require Butler to do this three more times, well, then no, he's not going to do it three more times. He's a great player. I've been saying that he's all league, all NBA first team since they've been down there in the postseason, and he showed it. He's really incredible. Uh, Hero, another Kentucky guy. When in doubt, choose a Kentucky guy. More often than not, you'll be just fine. In that way, Kentucky guys just seem to know how to ball. We saw with Jamal Murray here for the Nuggets. Uh, so does uh, Gorich and get himself healthy and same with Adebayo because that then they can have a shot. If not, no, but it was a heck of a game. 
by Jimmy Butler. Great, great performance. One of the better performances I've ever seen in NBA Finals. Big game for Butler. Lakers up 2-1, to one, and game four is tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said it's unlikely the NBA will take a break next summer for the Olympic Games. He said we'll consider it. I think it's unlikely at the end of the day that if if we start late and then we stop for the Olympics, well, as you know, it's just a function of stopping. It's not just a function of stopping for the period in which they're competing in Tokyo. They're going to require training camp and then some rest afterwards. So the NBA may just roll through the games. And, of course, that supposes that the Olympics are going to happen. And it's a ton of questions for 2021. But I think with the way everything's going, that's not really surprising either, PK, that they would be considering playing through the Olympics. Well, yeah, I'm not going to be worried about stuff that's eight, nine, ten months ahead. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. American League Divisional Series starts today. Had the weekend off. It's game one for the Astros in the Athletics. Dodger Stadium, 2 o'clock. And then the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays in San Diego. Petco Park, 6 o'clock. Both those games are on TBS. So you got the Athletics, who have a history of struggle in the postseason, but uh, took a two out of three series here to advance. And then you got the Astros, who had a losing record in the regular season. What you got in that series, PK? Uh, I'm going to go Oakland. You know, we boost this up to three out of five now, right? Yes. And then the next ones are four, four out of seven. seven. Yeah, so they've maintained the uh, regular format because this is what it would normally be, if I remember correctly. Uh, this would be the traditional first round. Well, now it's the second round since they added that. So I think that the, the longer a series goes, the, the more I would favor the team that I believe is better. And in this case, it would be Oakland. And so then the Rays better than the Yankees? Well, I picked the Rays to go to the World Series, so yes. Rays and Yankees. The Yankees, can they bash their way there? The Rays are in the same division. The Rays won the AL East. So uh, TBS for both those games, and then the National League will start tomorrow. Baseball Hall of Famer Bob Gibson passed away over the weekend, and, and PK, I can just barely remember the end of his career, but... My dad remembered his whole career, and man, Bob Gibson, that was the name you said, and there was, there was hushed tones and awe in the room, because Bob Gibson was the man. Well, I don't, you don't have to remember anything. You can just look it up, and uh, that's good enough. I mean, that's, that's the entire point of studying history. Uh, the thing that really struck me, I was listening. I had to be up at 5.30 in the morning on Saturday, so I turned on the MLB network as I was driving my daughter to school for a band participation and uh, competition is the word I'm looking for and so I was a little bleary eyed but I heard a stat that was just really just incredible so he won 251 games right and they said he completed 255 games 255 completed games you could take what do they play about 3,000 games not this year but in a given season with 162 I'm not sure you total the entire season from, you know, the end of March to the end of September. And in the way the game is played today, you would come up with 255 games that were completed by a starting pitcher in a single season. So this is the one case we always argue is better in my day. Well, when it comes to complete games, without question, in Bob Gibson's day, you could say it was better in my day. He can if he can play 255 games, man. That is amazing. 
1968 was his big year. He was the uh, MVP in the regular season. That's just the Cy Young winner. He was the MVP, and then he pitched his team to the World Series title, and he was the MVP in the World Series. And they actually changed the rules and changed the mound because he was so dominant. Lower the mound. Take the advantage away from the pitchers. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL beaten by LAFC 3-1 last night. LAFC, elite goal scorers, didn't create that many chances, but they finished them. They scored. RSL had some chances, put them over the bar, put them to the left uh, on a header, should have uh, been on frame, put it to the left. Didn't get those chances back, didn't get any more, and they get beat. And PK, you got to wonder, with new ownership coming in, as the league keeps spending more money, are they going to spring for the... Uh, the more expensive the five or ten million dollar player, his salaries go up and his transfer fees go up. Who doesn't need three or four chances to score a goal? Who can score a goal on one or two chances? Because LAFC's got that, and that difference that showed last night. Well, money matters, man, in all sports. Yep. Now it's not the exclusive be all. You can mismanage how you spend your money, but if you manage it well, or you can cover up mistakes. So if you don't spend it well over here, but you spend it well over there, it can cover up the blemish of not spending it well over there. Well, that's a little bit what LAFC has because although right. they didn't give saying. up, yeah, they didn't give up a lot of goals last night. Uh, they have had game. Well, the last time they were here, they gave up three goals and lost. So, and their goal scoring has uh, has covered up for the defensive issues that uh, pop up from time to time. So for RSL. No rest for the weary man. Right back at it. Seattle leading the West. They're at Seattle Wednesday night. Another team that spent some money on some uh, some good players and has gotten results for it going to the uh, well, the defending champs. And they've they've been in the final three times in four years and won it twice. So they're in first place again. It'll be a second meeting there. Uh, just like this, this is our house. <laughs> DJ and PK, what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system. With the purchase of any water softener, Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, Pete Thamel, National College Football Writer for Yahoo Sports, joins us to talk about the Cougars, how good they are, the Pac-12, how it's going to shake out. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.